This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. So Dave, I have an arm update for you. An arm update. An arm update. You, you know, know, most people don't have arm updates, but sure. So what is <laughs> well, your you arm know, update? I'm walking around with half an arm, you yeah. know, for the last right. uh, four months right. now. It's and you're pretty months. much not letting anybody forget it either. Hey, you but, know, uh, you should try it sometime. Yeah. It's it's not so fun. And I went to the doctor yesterday. They checked it out. They said I'm, I have 60% usage of my left arm now, which okay. is... Pretty good. So still, you can't mow the lawn, obviously. Well, I can't. No, there's so many things I can't do. I really can't lift more than like four pounds with this left arm. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to let you know. Okay. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and, and I'm sure you can commiserate with this, I feel like I'm not living up to what we need to have on this show in terms of my appearance. I've got bedhead. And you know, remember how bedhead, you wake up uh, and uh, and the hair just kind of doesn't sit perfectly. Where is this going? And, just you know, let's just uh, let's cut to the chase. Yeah, here. What where is this I, going? I'm just saying that uh, I've got bedhead. And that is my little way of snapping back at you for, for the, the arm ripping of the arm. <laughs> Which is a very serious thing that I'm going through right now. Yeah, you know, and I don't appreciate you besmirching me. You know, I remember, especially in college, you know, you'd wake up. You, I mean, we would wake up at, you know, I don't know, 10.53 for an 11 o'clock class, yeah, right? And yeah. And, you know, your hair's all over the place and you put on a baseball cap, you right. know. And I remember always being, you know, aggravated that I had to do that. You know, it's like, God, I wish, you know, I wish I didn't have all this hair. And well, yeah. there you go. So your kids out there, karma, yeah, hair karma is something that it's you a real do. thing. Yeah. Well, I'm happy about your own. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man. Man with Rick and Dave. All right. Tell the truth. Uh, uh, first of all. When you hear the music start, that's when you stop. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like our radio days. Yeah, it is. I was uh, talking over an... In, uh, what is it? I was, hit, I was <laughs> hitting, were, the, hitting the bridge, right? Or is that what it's called? You were not hitting uh, the post. Uh, post. So, um, are your, is your family attending these um, appointments with your doctor? No. So, no. you it, could pretty much tell them whatever you want to tell them. You could lie. Well, right? and say what? That... You're never going to be 100% so you never have to do things around the house, right? Mm. Can't you just flop out the mm. 72%, honey? Mm. I have to be 75 in I order to... Ridiculous. 2%. Right, I can empty the dishwasher. I better go out and have a cigar. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> It'll help me. I'm going to have to figure out these 3% so you know, I can help you fold laundry. Fill this beer because if it's four more ounces, then I can lift it. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, you are planning on milking this forever have we just met yeah okay good for you all right uh and we got a big show i got some stuff going on here and i'm busy and let's let's all right let's get going on this um this comes out of uh italy all right headline gang of alleged armed robbers in their 60s and their 70s arrested in Italy. Good for them. Exactly. This is a win for our side. Good for them. A gang of six alleged robbers in their 60s and 70s known in Rome's criminal underworld for their tenacity because that's what that's what our (laughs) that's what us people have is tenacity uh, carrying out a series of armed burglaries at post offices in the city. Now I've been to a lot of post I don't know if the post offices (laughs) in Italy are any different. You know how many regional boxes get, get you know how many empty yeah. boxes I don't, I don't know what they're stealing in the post office but whatever yeah. okay 
the gang's leaders were um, two. There's two leaders. 70, a 70-year-old 70 uh, by the name of Italio DeWitt, whose nickname the German. Oh. Okay. Uh, he became renowned in the mid-1990s after a sophisticated heist of a bank, which was done very efficiently and punctually. <laughs> uh, and the second leader was a 75-year-old Sicilian nicknamed Bifocals. Who is the look lookout guy? I'm not making this up. Is this is real? <laughs> <name? laughs> Bifocals was the look at. Hey, anybody see my glasses? Uh, it's on your head, Bifocals. Uh, a 60. Shut up, dribble puss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. A, 60, <laughs> a 60. A 68 year old accomplice. Accomplice was allegedly main the main person responsible for carrying out the robberies, while a 66 year old was tasked with obtaining replicas of the Bechter. This is a, a, a an enterprise. It's they, fantastic. They are giving jobs to... You there's no ageism here. And the other thing is, uh, that's just years of wisdom. I mean, look at... They, they've, they're planning this out. Well, and these two uh, leaders, they employed two Masons in their early 50s. We call them young interns <laughs> in the biz, right? <laughs> to drill holes in the walls because, you know... At that age, it's hard to hold the drill, as yeah, you know, with sure. your 42 percent. According to La Repubblica, which I think is the newspaper, another planned robbery was canceled because a 16, 66 year old gang member was having incontinence issues <laughs> and needed an operation <laughs> on right, his. Now, that's not <laughs> on his prostate. I'm not making this. It's on the Internet. It's not <laughs> making it there. Uh, the alleged robbers were reported to be old acquaintances. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the person who wrote this article, I think, is digging at our people yeah. a little bit um, of the police and the Italians, you know, underworld. Uh, now, there is now this is where the story gets pretty infuriating. Okay. okay. Uh, Italy, Italy's Capo della Polizia. I don't speak Italian, but I yeah. think that means captain of police. Yeah. Uh, Victoria of oh, Victorio Pisani said in a news conference announcing the arrests that he would make sure that the robbers would be fed dinner promptly at five and murder sh she wrote videos would be shown in prison. I don't think that's very nice. Yeah. He I didn't really say that. No, he did not. That was, uh, <laughs> no, no mention of butterscotch candies or, or, uh, or how hot they're keeping the cells. Matlock. I went with murder. She wrote, but I guess Matlock. Uh, always been a Matlock uh, okay. guy. Right. Andy Griffith. So kudos. Okay. Ageism, not it. Good for you guys. Yeah, right. I I applaud your uh, your go getter spirit. Tenacity is what we call it yeah. in the biz. Yeah, they, you cannot slow an old man down. That's that's the way I look at it. Uh, I've got a story for you. This one is a, a Jenkins. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right, Jenkins. Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw ups. Jenkins. It could only be Jenkins. Jenkins with Rick and Dave. Jenkins. Now the jingle says it has to be Dave, but I'm gonna no. I'm gonna call a, an audible here and I'm gonna take over. Um, this is a story uh, that goes. This is an Oregon story. A nightly KGW TV program accidentally aired a racist image Thursday during a live program that broadcast photographs submitted by the public on well, social media. Was this one of their 50 year old interns that perhaps <laughs> did be. this? Uh, the news station uh, apologized on Friday. The vile image. Appeared during the end of the Good Stuff Weekly's Throwback Thursday, uh, where people share a photo from your past that makes you smile. Well, <clears throat> the uh, anchors, Tim Gordon, said, we're going to leave you with a few more of our wonderful throwback photos. And they went to Have the, a good day. <laughs> Drive carefully out there. One of them was a black and white photo 
uh, taken years ago that shows children at a fair or amusement park throwing balls towards a placard that displays a racist slur. Uh, okay. And it's the racist slur. <laughs> it's the mother of all racist slurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And depictions of black people. They were throwing balls at black faces okay. with that word on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was... Uh. And it was the Cub Scouts or the Boy Scouts in the 1950s that were doing this. Wow. Where in Oregon? This is in Oregon. Uh, Now, um, I was in the Boy Scouts in the 50s uh, or in the 70s. uh, and it wasn't really much different. <laughs> Remember, you, you know what? Wait, a, you were Germany. That was the Hitler Youth you're talking about. You know, it wasn't far off. Yeah, yeah. You know what a dog pile is? Yeah, it's when. when you, you, oh, I know. And we, you know yeah, what we, they call? We called it something different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. And this was like common yeah, yeah, terminology yeah. when we were kids. Uh, uh, yeah, That's yeah. how old we are, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but uh, the guy that was uh, our scoutmaster in Germany was from Mississippi. Okay. And he said it with... Well, hold uh, on. Mississippi German yeah, Cub Scouts. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it was in an, on an army base. It was on a... But still, the point yeah. is, he was using that word... Oh. Just openly, yeah. Yeah. regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Greg Restina from KGW uh, TV issued a statement saying, despite our rigorous policy of thoroughly screening all content for standards and accuracy before broadcast, we acknowledge our failure to uphold our standards in this instance. Yeah, right. It'll yeah. never happen again. It was, well, you remember WGN, right? Yes. You know, when yes, uh, they did that whole Holocaust thing. Yeah, when, the, the Holocaust. Uh, that Holocaust thing. Uh, yeah, when there was like Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah. Right. And it was, we wishing our Jewish friends and they, they found the image of the yellow star with Yuda yeah. on it, and that was the image that they ended up using yeah. for wishing. Yeah. Well, to me, the this is a shocking story, but you know what's the most shocking part of this story? Uh, it's in Oregon, not Florida. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. as far as I'm yeah. Concerned. What is? Well, I'm sure there was a transplant. Well, the person who sent the move or the video or the the photograph. Yeah. Uh, we don't know where they were from. Yeah, that's true. Could, so, could have been Ron DeSantis. <laughs> hey, we got a review. All right. Rick and Dave have their fingers on the pulse of the absurd. Oh. Isn't that kind of, that's kind of I think so. Fun? Yes. That was left by Hopping Happy. <laughs> okay, thank you, Hopping uh, and Happy. On Podbean. All right, it's time for a another feature. We call this one Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the Studio Walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives. Last week, uh, we got treated to a Dave Stern poem oh, uh, from yeah. 1974. Mm-hmm. This week, it's somebody else's birthday. Remember Haley Arantia? Oh, yeah, from the uh, Goldbergs. Yeah. She we, was great. She was great. She played Erica on, mm-hmm. the, on the Goldbergs and uh, is a singer mm-hmm. also. Um, and recently, I think last year or the year before, was one of the masked singers. Oh, on the remember oh, that? Yeah, okay. And we one of the things we talked to her, we talked to her about many things. If you want to check it out, uh, I'll tell you what episode it is after after we listen to this. Um, but one of the things we talked about was the masked singer, which I told her sounded like a pretty weird show to be on. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I had seen commercials of this show and I thought, what a silly thing. Like, what, why are people doing that? And then I started getting tweets of people guessing that I was 
people in previous seasons to the one I'd been on thinking it was me. And I'm like, oh, there must be something to this show. And then my parents started watching. And then I was like, oh, I get why this is addicting, like trying to figure out the mystery of it. Um, and then I, I was able to somehow, you know, get my way on the show, which was incredible because music's like my first love. And getting to do that on a platform at that scale was wild and terrifying, especially when I'm doing it like in a mask in this heavy costume. And, you know, it's already hard enough to sing some of the songs I was singing just without all of that. So it was a it was a physical challenge for me as a singer performer. Um, but it's a memory I will always have and cherish because it was um, it's what I love to do. What was so the was, costume? Was cool. What was the costume you were wearing? <laughs> It was, my character was the ringmaster and it essentially was like a cat head in like a circus tent. (laughs) Yeah. Like my skirt was like seven or eight feet wide and it was meant to look like a circus tent. Um, And then I had like that sort of ringmaster coat on top and a really tall top hat. And I will say of many costumes on the show, I think it is one of the prettiest. (laughs) So I was very glad that I got that one. Well, you you weren't on the same season as Rudy Giuliani, were you? (laughs) I hate to tell you I was. Oh, my God. I, I, I what's was, he I, like? <laughs> I didn't actually get to meet him. So they broke they break it down into sections of, like, five each. And I, he was on a different, like, week they were recording, like, group, I guess. Um, but I just remember that his week had shot prior to my week. And there was a lot of news drama that had come out. Like, it, they weren't supposed to be outing who was on the show already because the season hasn't aired yet. Um but it was definitely upsetting to a lot of people, I guess. And I'm like, are they even going to finish the season? Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but it was fine. And um, I, I had a blast actually doing the show. There she is. Yeah. Haley. Uh, the, the interview is uh, number 133, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Most of the conversation was about the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to find a clip that we could play from her uh, interview that was not about the Goldbergs because that's like an 18-minute hunk. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we got a whole other show. We're, 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 so. Hey, I got a um, uh, story, another outside of America's borders. Oh, okay. This comes from England. Let's hear it. We're very – so what we had a uh, – we've had an Italy – Story. Yep. What was your story? Or oh, Oregon. Oregon. Oh, that sounds like it could be a different country. Yeah. Uh, this comes out of England. British Gallery offers penis amnesty. Oh, you didn't do the jingle. Oh, well, uh, here Let's we go. Do it. Penises. 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 In the news. Rick and Dave. British Gallery offers penis amnesty as it searches for a statue's pilfered pecker. <laughs> That's How many pilfered peckers? There's here, right. paper, paper. Some people might have have been taken aback to receive a cookie tin full of penises in the mail. Not Dale Wells. It's exactly the sort of package the British artist and gallery owner was hoping to get when he offered penis amnesty to anyone who returns the several penises that have been snatched off a statue of his town's mythological founder. Okay. Um a handwritten note scrawled on a printed newspaper article about the missing members included in the package reads, pick these up after cleaning grad- granddad's house. Think they are what you're looking for. But the statue that, that uh, Mr. Wells was looking for the penis was fiberglass and these were clay. So no oh. match. Okay. So basically what this is, is Wells is the co-owner of the turntable gallery in Grimsby, England. 
And there is a statue outside of this gallery, which was created by, I don't know, some Douglas Wayne Hobson that depicts the uh, Grimm and Havelock, which are characters from 13th, well, you know this, 13th century Middle English literature, um, and is part of the Grimsby lore. Okay. And evidently, the hooligans like to play a little shenanigans with this uh, statue, and they keep yanking it. Yanking the wank. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, it has been a target of vandals since it was first erected outside the uh, academy in 1970s. Wells estimates that um, that the penis has been stolen over 42 times. Wow. So you would think after 40, are, why are we even <laughs> replacing the penis, right? Uh, last week, like I said, a mystery box received that he received, but they were not the right um, phalluses. Okay. Um, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Penis trivia? It is a little bit. Yeah. And this is going to, uh, you're going to hurt. Don't say little penis trivia. <laughs> uh, well, think oh. that no, because it is about oh, little penises. Okay. Uh, and this is going to make you long for the days of yesteryear. Okay. Have you ever noticed why um, ancient, like Greek statues and ancient statues always have men with small penises? You ever uh, noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Have you, or why do you think? I don't know. Well, back in the old days, small penises were considered to be more manly than larger penises. Really? Yeah. So, is this for real? Yeah, it is. So, um, so time I, to get a time machine. Well, I've got uh, Sherman and Peabody <laughs> in the next room, and we're going to go back. To, we're going to take the Wayback Machine uh, to, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, like so, 3000 so, yeah. BC, somewhere around there. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that, this has been... Penis Penis all right, I have a story for you that's uh, of historic nature. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and this kind of ties into your your poem from no, last I'm, week. We're not doing the poem again. Abraham Lincoln pardoned President Biden's great great grandfather after a late night civil era Civil War era brawl. Documents reportedly show linking two presidents across the centuries. This is a true story. The court martial records in the U.S. National Archives, reported on by the Washington Post on Monday, detail the trial of Moses J. Robinette, okay, which was the great-great-grandfather of President Biden. Um, after a fight with fellow Union Army civilian employee John J. Alexander on March 21, 1864, Robinette was charged with attempted murder after the tussle in the Army of the Potomac's winter camp in Virginia, when Alexander overheard him saying something about him to cook, to a cook, he rushed at him. The two men scuffled. Robinette drew his pocket knife, leaving Alexander with several cuts before others intervened, according to the documents. Mm-hmm. Now, military judges convicted him and sentenced him to two years of hard labor. Now, this is where Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. comes in. Three Army officers petitioned Lincoln to overturn his conviction, claiming the sentence was unduly harsh and that Robinette had been defending himself against someone with much superior in strength and size. And Lincoln agreed, and he signed the pardon on September 1st that same year. Um, Now, in honor of President's Day earlier this week and the President's poem by David Stern uh, in last week's show, I'd like to recite to you now my President's Day poem about this story. Okay. Um, just real quick, how was Burmisa involved in this? Burisma. Burisma, yeah. <laughs> Ukraine. How is this? 
music, the same music. Okay, I was going <laughs> to please don't be doing my poem again. Grandpa Moses, he was called. One day, Mo- Grandpa Moses brawled. Back in 1864, during the American Civil War, he was taunted by another man. Surely not a Moses fan. <laughs> Moses pulled out his pocket knife and almost took that Yankee's life. But Abraham Lincoln's pardon forgave the great-great-grandpa of the president today. Okay. Rick Kemford, 2024. Okay, do you remember what happened with George Harrison and the Doolang Doolang song? Or the uh-uh. My Sweet Lord, you know how uh-huh. you know uh-huh. how he got nabbed for plagiarism. Right. Uh-huh. I changed the words a little. Yeah, yeah. lawsuits coming your way. Okay, here. you say so. Uh, that's uh, that one's available uh, for purchase <laughs> if anybody wants to buy it. Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, Grandpa Moses. He was called. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we well, they still... say that emulation is the greatest form of, or imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, so. I don't think you like that poem. No, I, I, I think I think you're a little uh, little touchy. I, about I don't. It. It's, I'm being typed. I have so much more content that I've created over the years. It's hard to have your greatest moment from 1977. <laughs> okay, or 74. 74. <laughs> 74. 74. 74. All right. It's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. And surely not a Grandpa Moses fan. Uh, this now is you're a, just mocking. Yes, with I, your 40. Oh, I was mocking the whole time. <laughs> with your 58% arm, you are mocking right now. I was right mocking now. the whole time. Uh, this is from Sam. Uh, Sam sends us uh, an email. My brush with greatness isn't really mine. Okay. It's my mom's. When she was in college in the 1960s, she dated a guy named Richard Hammer, who unfortunately went by Dick. Okay. Dick Hammer. Okay. Uh, You probably don't know him from his name, but you'd recognize him if you saw him. For many years, he was the Marlboro Man. Oh. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about him until mom went to his funeral in 1999. For lung cancer. Yes, he (laughs) died of lung cancer. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, Sam. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. You know, if you uh, check out uh, Minutia Man Celebrity Interview, we've got an interview up there right Mm -hmm. now. You know who it is? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Give me a hint. It's... It's a microburst, Dave. Oh, it's, it's, has that been posted this morning? I think it. Uh, I think it, that'll be the next one that is posted. So it's Tom Skilling. A, Tom Skilling. Oh, yes, microburst. So Channel Nine uh, weathercaster mm-hmm. uh, Tom Skilling was on for fifty four years or something, wasn't it? Yeah, some, he, some ridiculous. He moved here in nineteen seventy eight. Okay, so he was uh, an institution yeah. here in Chicago, and he's retiring at the end of February. And that is going to be our next mm-hmm. interview for Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. All right. We have people to thank for this show. We need to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Mm-hmm. Opie is hippo backwards. We need to thank uh, Ed Silla, mm-hmm. Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. That's radiomisfits.com. I want to thank you. Do you? Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, oh, too. Oh, that's great. Oh, and I'm surely a Dave Stern uh, fan. Uh, um, and we uh, will be back again, right? Aren't we coming back here again next week for do you another? Have an, do you have another European vacation? Oh, that's uh, not, June. Yeah, not till June. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The preceding 
was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?